This episode of the Gondrepreneur Podcast is made possible by 420 friendly service providers in the Gondrepreneur Business Directory. If you need professional help with your business, from accounting to legal services to consulting, marketing, payment processing, or insurance, visit gondrepreneur.com slash businesses to find service providers who specialize in helping cannabis entrepreneurs like you. Visit the Gondrepreneur Business Directory today at gondrepreneur.com slash businesses. Hey there, I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and thank you for listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of entrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by Marcus Pfeifferies, the CEO of Homescape Pets, uh, which offers full-spectrum organic hemp extracts for pets. Uh, Pfeiffer created the company in 2017 with his wife, Nana. How are you doing this afternoon, Marcus? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Colorado. It's a beautiful day here in the Adirondack Mountains too. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're poised for some bad weather here shortly. But uh, let's not talk about the weather, man. Let's talk about you. Uh, tell me about yourself. Uh, how, you know, tell me about your background and how you ended up in, in the cannabis space. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, so my wife uh, and I uh, got to get, we got married in 2014. And uh, she is a, an entrepreneur basically by upbringing. Her family is, is kind of have been in that vein in one way or another most of their lives as well. So she was pretty well entrenched in that. And uh, we decided that we did not want to work corporate type jobs. We wanted to try to start our own business. Um, one thing led to another. And uh, years down the road, we ended up uh, starting Homescape Pets. But the background to that, the reason our interest in uh, pet health and that sort of thing came about that uh, when I met her, she had uh, she had a little black schnauzer. Uh, and uh, that was, you know, obviously, if you want in, you've got to be accepted by the by the pets and the family. So uh, yeah, we, we uh, started there. And the the dog was a rescue from from uh, her time in Las Vegas, and uh, she was very skittish around men and so forth. So it took there was a warming period for sure. But I tell you, after uh, we were together for a few years and we got married, uh, my relationship with the dog was uh, obviously priceless. It was very important to me because I hadn't had a pet in my adult life. Uh, oh, wow. until her yeah little Bo that was her name Bo and so uh she was already old by the time I met that met the the two ladies and uh she was very healthy though for that to that extent now uh a few years down the road she started having sneezing fits and so forth uh it turned out that she was having uh, a lot of bright red blood when she was sneezing and it really freaked us out and we took her to the vet and that's when we found out that she had developed a nasal tumor oh. and after doing research we found out that uh, it was very likely the case and by the time it's diagnosed it's usually 
uh, well uh, down the road, and uh, you know it was basically going to end up being palliative care and taking care of it. It was going to be a solid about three months is what they what everything uh, appeared to be you know, her course before she passed. And it was almost three months to the day. That's terrible. And, uh, yeah. It's, you know, it, I, I know when we talk to pet people, you know, uh, they're very passionate about their pets and going through that. I, I tell you what, I embarrassed myself about what a blubbering fool I was after that experience at the vet. We, we put her down because we didn't want her to, to uh, suffer. She was already losing mobility. She couldn't walk. The, I think the most difficult part was, you know, we obviously were very close. She was a very affectionate dog. Well, she wasn't affectionate per se. It was just her schnauzer <laughs> personality, but uh, she spent a lot of time checking on us back and forth all day. And at, the tumor started affecting her brain, but just by proximity. And, uh, she, you would reach down to pet her and she would lunge back as though you were about to strike her. It was because her, her perceptiveness of what was going on around her was being directly affected by the tumor. And to reach down to pet your, your, your little fur baby and have it, you know, cringe back in fear from you, like you had just hit her across the nose was, was, uh, was probably the most difficult part for me. Well, so that that prompted us to start doing a lot more research, even though she had already passed. It was just, you know, the questions about what could I have done differently? And the fact was that there probably was an awful lot, you know, feeding, feeding your pets, um, more healthy choices and this, that, and the other, and making sure you read labels on the products that you feed them holistic f you know uh, a holistic approach to health uh, there's just a lot of a lot of things to learn and it was just uh it was hard to learn it in the past tense like that and so that was a uh, that was our that was how we got into pet health was by the loss of our pup i i mean people who listen to the show and i mentioned it to you you know they know i have a i have a dog and uh, i've actually you know as i as i've said I, i've given him cbd since since he was a puppy just sort of based on you know some of the stuff that i had read i had lost a cat uh pretty pretty shortly before i got the dog and and you know and i sort of went through the same process of you know what could i have done what could i have done and uh you know and, and in that process too in a similar way you know i and being in this industry i, I noticed a lot about sort of the the possibilities of, of CBD and its potential value uh, for pets. And so I decided to give my dogs, you know, small CBD, small dose of CBD when he was a tiny guy, because I was like homeostasis, you know, this is this is important, right, for their health. Um, so, so at what point did you find out about CBD and uh, its potential value? Well, honestly, uh, you know, we were so absolutely ignorant about Healthcare for pets and this, that, and the other. You know, obviously, we're all, uh, completely dependent on a veterinarian's advice, and uh, I would never discourage that. But I think that there is a certain degree of necessity that you take take personal ownership of not only of your own personal health but of pets' health. That the first introduction to that was when we took uh, Bo to a uh, holistic vet when we were in Atlanta. And they were 
kind of, we were, we had already got the diagnosis and we were really trying to decide what the next step was for her care. Uh, at just, I, I think we had already recognized that we weren't going to put her through all of the cancer treatment and this, that, and the other, the dog was 12 years old. I, I yeah. felt like uh, the, it was an absolute heart wrenching decision to, to manage that too, you know, uh, but, but the, the holistic vet, uh, recommended and provided us uh, a CBD product for uh, as at that time specifically intended for for pets. And so we were like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is amazing." And at that time, we were totally ignorant about CBD products, much less what was illegal. But it it was a very uh you know, I'm uh, for my personal use i am definitely familiar with cannabis we'll we'll just put it lightly like that but I, I, nothing about cbd i did not understand cannabinoids in any way shape or form and so it was it was quite shocking for us to uh have the vet recommend this product and so we uh, we purchased it from them almost like it was a prescription and uh there was no question that it was uh helping her uh, she seemed to be more comfortable. Obviously it's hard to read uh, an animal's reaction, but Bo was a very stoic dog. She did not, uh, she did not demonstrate discomfort or pain very easily. And, uh, she definitely, her behavior changed in that she was more active. She seemed to be returning to what we might consider normal behavior, but you know, it was, um, it was a short road for her deterioration. You know, uh, she got to where her hind legs didn't work well at all. She couldn't stand up well. Her, you know, it was, you know, I don't want to relive that right now, but, but the CBD definitely seemed to help. There was little question in our mind. I mean, all that we really have to work on, you know, we can't talk to our pets. There's not a lot of studies out there. All we really have to work with is, you know, anecdotal sort of stories. Um, and, you know, with, with, uh, I've, I've tried, uh, your, uh, what is the, the man, I'm, I'm blank. The, the, restful the, pet? Pet, the restful pet. And, you know, I have a, he's a box lab, he's a year and a half. Uh, and he, you know, he, he does calm down when, when you use it, you know, and, and, you know, in, in the, the recommended dose. Um, so, you know, and again, I've used CBD, but it's hard to really know when you have a healthy animal, right? If you're giving That's CBD. exactly right. You don't know it. So, uh, <clears throat> what is the question that you sort of get asked most often uh, by pet owners since you've uh, entered the entered the space? And and is there something specific that that people are seeking to treat? You know, by and large. Oh sure, you know. Um, so so our initial offerings, uh, we grew our line to three products. And the, the purpose for those was uh, th basically three branches of things that most animal care kind of branches into in one way or another, uh, short of it being a, a serious disease state or condition. So basically, it's relaxation, uh, inflammation, and mobility. And uh, I, I think our customer base kind of self-defined by uh, who was purchasing and what they were purchasing and, and their responses as far as reviews go. And so what it turned out to be was primarily uh, middle-aged to senior pets and um, 
you know, all of our products got fantastic reviews. Uh, they, they, you know, we already liked the idea of using hemp products. And once we, um, did a little research into hemp seed oil, it is incredibly healthy for animals. Um, so, so we decided immediately that that was going to be a, a very good carrier oil for our herbals. Now, uh, at the time when we started our product line, uh, the, uh, farm bill had not passed. And so CBD was not really a thing we were quite ready to, to try to sell. We, we wanted to be able to sell in all 50 States. So sure. we had to make a choice. And so we, we made a safe choice by using hemp seed oil. And so we were like, all right, this is going to get our toe in the door. Um, there, this is a factually nutritious and healthy for pets. There's no question about that. And then we're going to, where we, we decided that we would combine them with, uh, some herbals. Well, we wanted to keep them as simple as possible. So, because, um, there's a few factors that we learned about, uh, senior animals and health, uh, animals with, uh, health conditions is that. Sometimes they have uh, food sensitivities or there may be drug interaction potentially with herbs because, uh, you know, herbs are, herbs have an effect on the body. You know, we can't just look at them as like, this is just something we put in our mouth and we digest it. You know, everything has an impact. So um, we wanted to make it as simple as possible for them to do an elimination diet. So if they reacted to uh, the hemp seed oil or one of the herbs, it was going to be an easy, an easy thing for them to notice. Like uh, this is a, you know, this is uh, affecting the, the pet uh, in a negative way. I know what that is, you know, instead of having a bunch of ingredients in our products and making that more complicated. Um, but the truth is, is that these things work very effectively and, um, you know, now that the farm bill has passed, we've introduced a, uh, a 300 milligram CBD product. Uh, we, uh, have a, uh, we just launched yesterday, a, uh, a, a, an advanced version of an existing product that we had that has a CBDA powder in it. Huh. So yeah, we, we believe strongly that, uh, I think you touched on something that's very important is the homeostasis factor that, uh, endo or, uh, cannabinoids play in the body. And, uh, we think that the CBD products are basically a foundational product for pet health. We think that, um, that the body is going to be able to respond to uh, a new healthier diet, some herbal uh, uh, products and this and that and the other more effectively if the body is in balance from the beginning. And so that's, that's our approach right now. So we highly recommend combining our products. We like to see the CBD product being combined with restful pet. If you're animal has anxiety or, uh, you know, Just too much uh, energy. <laughs> Oh yes. Now there is a caveat to this. Um, you know, we're, we feel like a holistic approach is the best. If you have a serious problem, you need to see a vet about that. You know, they're, they're going to be the one who's going to prescribe a, um, a sedative or something to that effect. 
but our products in combination do a very good job of toning down the nervous, uh, you know, anxiety responses that pets have to common everyday problems. And this starts very young, you know, just like you're experiencing. Our dogs are young as well. So uh, we combine those products regularly and it works great. You know, the, the, the beauty of it is, is that when you use a pharmaceutical, it's going to really uh, have a heavy impact on the animal's personality and behavior. Uh, while it may be safe, you know, the veterinarian is going to give you advice on how to, how to administer those products. The truth is, is that your dog's not going to, your dog or your cat is not going to be right for a while until that uh, pharmaceutical processes itself. So um, the, the beauty of our products is that your dog or your cat is not going to change its personality. It's just going to take a notch off of its uh, edge. And so, <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh, really what we're after is uh, if you chew up only half the cushions instead of all of them, <laughs> we're, we're probably making some progress. You know, I mean, there's obviously a learning curve, you know, you, your background isn't really in this in this space, you know, uh, and so can you tell me sort of about the the, the process of finding uh, the source, you know, for the hemp and, and, and for the CBD, um, you know, has, has it been easy? Has it been in state? Like, what's what's that all been like for you? Well, I, I would say that us living in Colorado has been a huge advantage because you can't throw a rock without finding somebody who's got a, a commercial grow or uh, some sort of connection to uh, uh, an extractor or something like that. It's, it's, it actually is uh, fairly common in the, in the metropolitan area. We live in Colorado Springs, and so we have a pretty easy access to the Denver area and Boulder. And so um, a little research doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't take long to uh, help you find a a place, but we've also been to uh, some uh, hemp expos and this, and that, and the other, which was also an excellent opportunity. And you aren't kidding; the learning curve, since I, you know, I don't have a medical background, neither does my wife. Um, our our introduction into health was, uh, well, well, pet health was how important it is for things to be safe and clean. And um, that's really been uh, probably our primary focus. So we haven't had a lot of trouble uh, uh, finding good quality uh, hemp producers, you know, the growers and, and extractors here. That wasn't the problem. It was basically trying to figure out which ones we wanted to work with um, uh, and, and uh, man, the, the backside of this is, Trying to understand the uh, the the testing of the products, yeah. uh, it took us a while to understand the extraction process to try to determine what would be, you know, is there truly an advantage? And you know, I, I think the obvious choices were between uh, uh, ethanol extraction and uh, CO two. And man, if uh, okay, so CO two apparently is easily uh, on its foundation, the cleanest process, if I understand the processes correctly, but when you're using an organic ethanol and you, uh, and they do all of the, the steps to remove the, uh, the solvent from it, 
the product the product seemed to be very comparable in the end so uh, our, our focus was making sure that our, our products were as clean as possible and that we that was it was demonstrable from from testing and um, I think uh, you know you could get into the weeds about well no pun intended uh, you can get into the weeds about uh, the specific strains and all the various cannabinoids that are offered in that particular strain but that's not our focus uh, we wanted to get a nice potent uh, extraction and that was important and then we wanted to be able to demonstrate that this product was clean and safe from a, a solvent pesticide and heavy metal uh, aspect and that's that's really what our focus was for picking a picking those those uh partners so i uh you know i talked to a lot of people in the industry but very, you know there's there's not a whole lot of uh, companies doing what you're doing focusing on pet ha- pet health uh, in the space and so i'm, I'm wondering is there uh, within sort of the 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 small industry pet health cannabis uh, industry thus far any sort of uh consideration to looking at other uh cannabinoids uh, or, or terpenes, for that matter, uh, for uh, pet health-related products? Oh, sure. You know, uh, like I said, um, our focus is primarily just to get a good quality product. But the reality is, is from, uh, I think, from a, a veterinary medicine perspective, there's going to be a lot of specific interest in how uh, terpenes, cannabinoids, and uh, uh, you know, flavonoids and that sort of thing all work together to make a, a, a very specific quality product for for a given disease state or condition for a pet. Uh, we we want to stay in our lane. You know what I mean? Um, and and to that extent, veterinary medicine is behind the human medical uh, uh, industry uh, in that. You know, obviously, all the focus is on human beings right now. What's safe? What's legal? Um, and veterinary medicine is still not in a place where they can prescribe um, medical cannabis. Um, uh, and the understanding of it, this is probably one of the few times that there's far more research done on how humans respond to cannabis products than it does in animals, whereas it's always been the other way around in the past. You know, they're testing on animals first before they introduce a product. So, so that's an interesting paradox in this case. Um, what we do know is that uh, CBD and the cannabinoids setting aside THC are safe for companion animals, uh, companion animals being cats and dogs. Uh, THC requires a little bit more attention to the subject, but um, I think that right now, uh, I think all can uh, companion animals can benefit from CBD product. I, I, I really am an advocate for the... Um, uh, Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe this word slipped my mind. It's actually on our on our website. All the the entourage effect. Yes. For sake. Yes, I, uh, I think that this this is 
this is going to be one of those things that is as far as holistic care and things that people can do for over-the-counter products and just general well-being for their pets. The the full spectrum products are hands down going to be just just the the go-to. You know what I mean? Uh, your specific questions seem to be how do the cannabinoids and their relationships with caring for specific conditions, how that plays, that's going to be the realm of veterinary medicine probably is going to be best served. You know, people that have a very crisp understanding of uh, cannabinoids. But I think that the veterinary uh, uh, medical community has to be open opened up to the study and the research to uh, a medical cannabis before any of that can even be an option. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you, you know, from your experience, uh, I know that in, uh, in, when I was living in Vermont and I had first gotten the dog and I, and I, I was able to talk to the vet there about, about CBD. They were pretty, you know, open, um, you know, like there was no risk for them to talk about it. Uh, in New York, uh, where I live now it was a bit of a different experience. Uh, they, they, they didn't, you know, I had asked her about it and she said, you know, uh, I, that's not something that we can really discuss. Uh, but she did give me a sort of a wink and a nod, you know, so she was familiar, uh, you know, with what I was getting at. Uh, what's what's been uh, your experience with you know your own pets uh, and, and are you able to talk about it openly uh, with veterinarians in Colorado? Uh, veterinarians here are. Yes, they, they can. Um, uh, uh, it does depend from state to state, uh, just because uh, there is a, a lot more open environment here. Uh, they they are able to talk more openly about it, but I, I can be honest that 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 they do not have formal training because it does not exist, you know, for the veterinary industry. So it requires that personal that that individual veterinarian to be doing their own research. Um, there's a number of, uh, of veterinarians here that are doing their own research and their own, you know, uh, in their own practices and they can speak very intelligently about it. But as far as that goes, it's, um, you know, it falls in the category of anecdotal, you yeah. know, because th- they, they aren't doing a formal study. Uh, it was, it's disheartening to, once you get into it, the it requires such such tight. Uh, well, I can't say that it's not disheartening because the research has its place unquestionably. Uh, there has to be a lot of validation uh, that this and that and the other works in combination with whatever. But but at this stage, if you know that the product is safe and clean, then the anecdotal evidence seems to to play a lot more significant role in uh, being able to be, um, um, what am I trying to say here? As far as the decision making goes for for, uh, trying to administer these products, uh, if a veterinarian has experience with it, especially personal experience, they're gonna be able to speak as intelligently about it as anyone. You know, so so um, now I I believe that there was a bill in California to allow veterinarians to prescribe uh, medical cannabis. I don't. I think it got pushed back, so it hasn't. It did. 
it, yeah, it was, uh, it was actually, uh, it was approved by, I believe the house and then, and then shut down by the Senate. Uh, is there anything in Colorado, which, you know, has the most mature market really, uh, of legal cannabis uh, markets, you know, I mean, Oregon and Washington as well, but, um, is there any consideration that you know of of legislation uh, in Colorado to allow vets to recommend uh, medical cannabis? I don't, and I'll be honest. This is one department that I'm very deficient at, and I I I, I don't keep up with the legislation as well as I should. But it's it's a that is a big picture question for me, and yeah. and uh, as far as the products that we're selling and. Uh, the kind of uh, information that we're using for this, uh, it, it affects me in a, a lot broader sense. Uh, what, what we're going to be secondary to legislation once, it, once it's passed, because I'll be honest, uh, until our business matures and we're down the road with a lot more experience and knowledge, I wouldn't be interested in, even if it was legal now, I wouldn't be interested in selling a product to even to veterinarians that had uh, uh, a medical cannabis in it, like, uh, you know, uh, something that had more THC. Yeah, uh, that is a that is strictly, in my opinion, especially for pets, because of their sensitivity to THC, uh, yeah. that would be specifically the purview of veterinarians. And that does require research. It, it is known. Uh, factually, that THC, especially in in dogs, is uh, has a toxicity level. But um, there is a caveat to that. THC in itself is not toxic to dogs. It depends on the level of exposure. Yeah. And um, you know, um, there's a there's a veterinarian that wrote a book here. I don't know if I can say names and stuff like that, but. Um, uh, there's a there's a veterinarian that's based here in Colorado that is uh, one of the preeminent researchers for for uh, veterinary study, especially to do with cannabis. He's got lots of information about his own research and his practice, and he speaks explicitly about the use of cannabis and how um, you can titrate the amount of THC used, but it needs to be under strict guidance. And um, you need to be working with a veterinarian that has that experience. And frankly, there's just not many out there. I mean, it's hard to find a holistic vet, much less one that knows, uh, can tell, can tell you specifically about uh, um, hemp products and THC. Well, I mean, you mentioned you mentioned how sort of you know there's no training for veterinarians either. I mean, that's that's also the case for medical students. Um, yes, you know, for human medicine, uh, yeah. you know, they they don't have training, and and so they sort of have to do it after the fact if if they're interested. Um, just just sort of a, an interesting comparison, I guess. Um, what advice would you have for you know other entrepreneurs who you know might not have a background uh, in cannabis who end up you know entering the space? Mm. Man, um, uh, there, I cannot, uh, stress enough how important it is to do your research because, uh, there is so much information out there that sometimes appears ambiguous about it. And I'll be honest, if, if you're not, um, if you're not willing to take some risks, 
with your business. I mean, this is a this is a inherent to the hemp industry. Period. Uh, there's there's uh, you know the the FDA has not uh, made its rulings uh, enough specifically enough on how uh, hemp is to be regulated in this that, and the other. We're waiting on that. Uh, man, in especially in my business with uh, with pets, we are so far from. <laughs> proper regulation and this, that, and the other. And I'm a believer in regulation. I believe that it definitely has its place. Uh, Over-regulation is a serious problem. But I think that um, when you're talking about people's health and so forth, there's an absolute necessity for regulation. So you have to understand so much more about the hemp industry uh, and business, how, how you can execute your business uh, you can't possibly do enough research, and there's just a lot of, frankly, there's just a lot of risk taking. You have to be willing to do because you know the banks are still not very cooperative with hemp industry. Um, even even for pets, are, are you having even with your your business? Did you have problems getting uh, banking? Well, uh, you know, it's funny. I feel like in some respects we're kind of falling under the radar. Uh, so I don't want to bring a lot of attention to that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, yeah I'm so sad. Oh my gosh. You know, um, the, there, there's so many different things. I, I think that at, at our place in our business development, we are just kind of under the radar. So, so we're trying to watch closely the industry leaders in hemp and, um, and we're trying to pay close attention to what they're doing because there are some really good uh, examples out there, the, the trailblazers and the cutting edge uh, companies out there. So anything that they do, we want to do that now. Like we don't want to wait for regulation. We want to be above reproach as best we possibly can. Um, and then sometimes it just comes down to what, what can you afford? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but, uh, we want to, um, you know, we, there is an organization that we belong to. We've been uh, watching closely the NASC and they are a organization that, um, works with the FDA on, uh, regulation for, pet supplements and frankly there isn't much but they're trying to push for they're trying to push for policy and regulation in that respect so whenever they give guidance we change our labels we we want to make sure we're not making uh drug claims or disease claims and this that and the other it's quite a mess uh, there you can't possibly do enough research because Frankly, whatever you learned last week may change next week with new regulation and your state. I mean, just think about this. You know, it's funny. The the regulation at the federal level is one thing. Every state is uh, has got their own got their own thing going on. So it's kind of a yeah, mess. We, we're just we, trying we, to we say we are waiting for uh, the USDA did just release their sort of draft regulations. So we're sort of all patiently awaiting to see, you know, what those look like and if they get adopted and, and what that will mean, you know, having that sort of uh, federal green light, uh, pardon the pun, but uh, so, so, uh, um, really, you know, really, really great to have you on, man. Uh, where can people find out uh, more about you, more about Homescape uh, and, and your products? 
Yes, sir. We do sell our basic line of products on Amazon, but that's not our focus. It's not a place where we can provide enough information. Um, so we want people to go to Homescape Pets. You can find us on homescapepets.com. And uh, we also are, uh, you can find us Homescape Pets on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Th- thanks again, Marcus, for being on uh, on the show. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to keep using uh, your products. Quite frankly, and that, that's not a that's not a shameless cheap plug. Like like I didn't get paid to. I do actually use them uh, for my dog. Uh, it, it's it seems you know to the best I can understand his body language uh, to to be very very helpful uh, for him. Um, you know, so I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Man, this was a priceless thing because uh, you know there's not a lot of people that know uh, what to do with products for pets and this, that, and the other. We want to educate. I think that I think everybody universally in the hemp industry understands that education is critical, and uh, we're going to be expanding our our FAQ page. We are going to be writing blog posts and stuff to help people understand better health practices. But bring in the hemp. For your pets it's going to be very good for them thanks again for uh, being on the show it's marcus pfeiffer he's the ceo of homescape pets you can find more episodes of the gondrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of gondrepreneur.com and in the apple itunes store on the gondrepreneur.com website you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast you can also download the gondrepreneur.com app in itunes and google play this episode was engineered by trim media house i've been your host tg brandfault 